All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll get right into the word tonight. Father, we thank you again for this service. I thank you for my precious brothers and sisters here tonight. I thank you for those listening on live stream. And we pray that wherever we are here or even in homes uh, in different states or parts of the nation, we thank you. Your presence is with us all. And your power and your healing and your your blessing is on all of us. And we thank you, Lord, tonight that we'll learn of you, that any kind of burden that's on people's lives will be removed, that any kind of bondage will be destroyed in Jesus' name. And we thank you for just the lightness of your love and your joy and your peace to consume us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, you know, I'm going to teach a little bit about prosperity, I think, on the next couple of times that I preach. I've just felt led that way. And tonight we're going to uh, start. This will be one of the series, the uh, first one. And it's going to uh, the, the title of this is Have Good Success. Have good success. You know, that's God's will for you is to have good success. And that comes right out of the Bible. I like to use Bible titles because then, you know, the word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And when you put it in your mouth, even if you're just saying the title of a message or a book or whatever, there's power released. And we can have good success. So let's read this in Joshua chapter 1. We'll start out here in verse 6. Joshua 1, 6. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance, the, uh, the land, which I swear unto thy fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, but that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, and thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success." Now, I don't know about you, but I really would like to be a successful person. You know, I'm not the kind that don't, I don't like just spinning my wheels and not really getting too far in life or in any, anything in relationships or finances or ministry work or whatever. I like to move forward. And, um, that's the way God wants us to, to be. The kind that are doing something that, that we're achieving, not just to say that we've achieved, but that we're achieving so that we can uh, reach more people and really um, with with the anointing and with the quality of God's love and wisdom touch people's lives. Amen. And so, um, you know, uh, the word success means favorable or desired outcome, the attainment even of favor and wealth. So there we go. Have good success. Amen. And I've decided I'm going to have good success in my life. And I think that's a good choice for all of us to make is that we're going to be successful. Hallelujah. Have you ever thought of yourself as a success? Many times I think, well, you know, we get in the failure mentality. 
well, we've just failed and we failed so many times and there's been so many failures. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of six very successful people have failed. They failed multiple times, but they didn't just quit. They didn't give up, and throw their hands up. They learned from those failures, and I think we've all failed at times. I know I have. We learn from the failures, and then thank God we can get up and use that experience toward walking into more success in our lives. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants to, us to make our way prosperous and for us to have good success. So that is the will of God. Now, when you know that's the will of God, it really helps you to desire that. Um, it's, it's not just an ego builder. It's not just self-confidence builder. It is actually knowing the will of God is for you to walk in prosperity and good success. Amen. Um, and then, you know, as Pastor David said, prosperity can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, but it's not just the attaining of financial wealth and, and money. Um, it goes way beyond that. Prosperity goes way beyond that. And so, uh, we, you know, we'll talk about divine prosperity too. But God wants you to know it is His will. Our offering scripture said He wished above all things that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And it really takes those two things to accomplish the will of God. It takes health. And it takes blessing. It takes prosperity to to do what God wants us to do on the earth. And I think that's one reason he wants us to have those things, um, health and prosperity. And then another reason he wants us to have it is just because he wants us to have it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you don't want your children just to have prosperity just so they can, you know, uh, live well. You want them to have prosperity to, for, for their happiness. Amen. Just so they can be happy. You want them to be healthy so they can be happy and live life to the fullness. And that's the way God is toward us. He really wants us to enjoy this life on the earth. You know, listening to some, you would think, is God even happy with us being here? Does he, is he trying to punish us or correct us all the time or, or, uh, you know, uh, slap us upside the head thinking we've done something wrong every day and judge us all the time. I mean, you'd think he was some kind of cruel father, um, but he's not. The Bible says he's a very tender hearted and loves his people and we're his people. Amen. So um, tonight I want to just stress to you and uh, and remind all of us that it is his will for us to prosper and to have good success. It is the will of God. So we do you do you want his will? Amen. You know, some people aren't so happy about prosperity message or that, you know, they shy away from it. And I know there's been abuse and extreme. There isn't everything. It really there's extreme uh you know, Paul got onto him for getting drunk taking communion. You know? So they they were doing the extreme there, but that didn't mean we Stop taking communion or stop talking about communion because people were abusing it. And then another place, Paul was talking to him about speaking in tongues and giving them proper order for that because evidently they'd gone nuts with, with the Holy Ghost and we're at, we're very out of order. But that doesn't mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say. You know, we 
uh, cherish speaking in tongues and believe in it. Amen. And we think more and more people should get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. So, yes, there's been extremes in prosperity. People, you know, greedy and, and manipulative at times, et cetera, et cetera. And the, and the Bible warns against that and talks about the love of money is the root of all evil. But, uh, you know, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you love it. Right. Just because you have a lot of it, just because you're a wealthy person does not mean necessarily that you love money because the love of money really is a a wrong relationship with it. It's putting it above God. And you I know a lot of wealthy people that love God first. They do anything for God. In fact, they've given a wealth load of money away (laughs) for the kingdom of God and the building of his kingdom. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you love money if you're very, very wealthy. And, you know, I've seen a lot of poor people that really love money (laughs) and they put it above God. So, um, you know, it's, it's the amount of money you have in the bank does not measure or, you know, tell what if you love God or not. Amen. That really has nothing to do with it. But uh, I think that it's very important to remember that um, we have a choice. Jesus said it either to love uh, to to love God with your money, you know, and that's the, really the way we should do. That's sometimes how we love other people is by giving. We sh- we show our love through our giving. And so I think that's what we should do with the Lord. And that's and it's what he's asked us to do. So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 34, because we just read about Joshua and how uh, God wants him here to prosper and have success and and is giving him a plan for all of that to happen. But look over here in verse nine of Deuteronomy chapter 34 and Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom now underline that because we're going to talk tonight about the correlation between wisdom and financial wealth good success the correlation between wisdom and financial success and there is one we'll see that tonight For Moses had laid his hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. So Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. Isn't that interesting that you can get things imparted unto you by the laying on of hands? And we see this spirit of wisdom was imparted unto Joshua. And then, of course, we see the exhortation for him to take prosperity, to take good success, and uh, to um, run with that during all of his uh, encounters. And, of course, we know his uh, the wars he fought and won. And it's amazing, the whole book of Joshua. Okay, now I want you to look at Proverbs chapter 3. Again, we're talking about the relationship between wisdom and financial blessing. Because I have found over the years... In praying for ministries and churches especially to prosper because, you know, again, it takes money. Uh, one, one lady I knew, she was a pastor's wife, she said somebody in her church said, well, I thought the government paid for y'all's church. <laughs> I thought the government paid all the bills at your church. And she goes, what? 
what are you talking about? It's just a, the government doesn't pay for our church, and aren't you glad they don't? Because they would be dictating everything that you can say or do or pray or sing or etc. That's something we don't want is government money in the church, right? But thank God, God's made a way to supply His church, and also, as yeah, and always will, He'll supply. Proverbs chapter three again, looking at uh, the relationship between wisdom and finances. Proverbs chapter three, verse five. Are you with me? Okay. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Uh, and, and health and prosperity are just right there together in so many scriptures like this. You'll find health and you'll find blessing. Health and prosperity. Uh, the next line, it says, um, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. And then we look at verse 15. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, talking about wisdom, and in her left hand, riches and honor. So we see, and I, again, I've learned through the years in praying for churches and ministries, etc., and Christians for financial blessing, I have found that one of the key things to pray for is wisdom. Not necessarily, and I know there's times where we claim certain amounts of money if we have a project, you know, if we need something done, especially in the church, like we just got this recarpeted and there was a certain amount of money in the budget that it took. And so we prayed about that. We claim that in Jesus name. We thank God for the finances to do that project and God blessed us and helped us do that and um, led some of you to give toward that. And we we thank God for that. But the need was met. So, yes, there's a time to claim a certain amount of money and to see that, you know, God's hand miraculously move and bring that in. Uh, Even in our personal lives, there's times that we claim certain amounts of money and, you know, whatever we need. If you need, you know, a new car or whatever you need. But there's also times I have found where God will do things a little differently than we think and uh, and get the job done, maybe with not even any money involved in it. You know, it, it's not like you had to get a certain amount to even get that done. There's sometimes moving in wisdom that there's not currency exchanged in it. And... um you, you know, you see that with a mir- sometimes with the miracles of Jesus when he fed 5,000 people. They, the first thing they ask, his disciples ask him is, we, we gotta have some money here to buy for all them. And Jesus said, no, we're gonna see what we have here. And then he took the little lunch, you know, the boys, Captain D's little pack of, <laughs> and, and he lifted it up to heaven. He lifted, looked up to heaven, praise God, and he blessed it. 
And then he fed 5,000 people. So there was no money exchanged in that. There was wisdom, the wisdom of God that led him to, to feed that crowd of people. And, uh, you know, of course, the anointing, when there's wisdom, there's always anointing and blessing. So uh, this type of wisdom, not man's wisdom, because there, there, there is man's wisdom. It won't do anything for you like God's wisdom. In fact, it might get you in trouble. But God's wisdom, the Bible says, is from above. It's pure. It's holy. Amen. And and it'll get the job done faster than you've ever seen anything happen. It's just amazing to walk in his wisdom. And it says in verse 16, length of days is in wisdom's right hand. And in the left hand of wisdom is riches and honor. Now, that ought to tell us right now that God's for you uh, to be to be well off. To be rich. Rich is not a bad word. It's four letters, but it's not bad. It's a Bible word, you know. So you'd think it's a cuss word in some churches. But rich is a good word. Amen. Poor is not so good. But rich is good. And uh, it's gotten a bad rap because, again, people get greedy and get selfish and start piling up, you know, uh what they shouldn't pile up. They should... You know, the Bible says freely you have received, freely give. And so uh, we we always need to know that when you're a Christian, when you're born of God and he puts something in your hands, you need to ask him what that's about. Is this Lord, is this for me or is this for someone else or what should I do with this? You know, the first 10 percent of all of it is the Bible says is the Lord's the 10th, the first 10th. You know, tithe means the first 10%. So we know automatically that belongs to God. But then sometimes he's given me something that I knew wasn't going to be mine for long. You know, that I I was to give it away or to sow it or sell it and give the money to the church. Or, you know, you, you just have to be very aware that you are an ambassador. You're an ambassador of God. You're um, a vessel that he uses in the earth. And it's. It's not all about us. It's not all about us heaping riches to ourselves. Amen. Um, and it's more blessed to give, I can tell you, than to receive. It really is a blessing to give. And I think that's another reason we need to believe God to be rich is to be rich in good works and to be able to really bless people. Amen. And I think that's the greatest joy of all. It's just my personal. That's when I get blessed the most. I just love. To see other people blessed and my uh, my part of that is really fun to see. So he, he says in your left hand is riches and honor. So, I mean, all the way around, wisdom is a really good thing to have and to operate in. And in fact, it's necessary to have wealth attainment and it's necessary to keep wealth. You've heard the, the old, you know, it's not really a proverb. I mean, the Proverbs goes along with it, but it's not really a verse that a fool and their money is soon parted. <laughs> and so, you know, that's the way we, you know, many times if you re- if you win the lottery, they say these people lose, you know, all the money. They go bankrupt. Sometimes they're worse off than they were before they won the lottery. So it's not just the attainment of riches and wealth, but it's also the wisdom to manage wealth and to keep wealth. 
and to do what God says to do with wealth. Amen. But in verse 17, it says her ways, talking about wisdom, wisdom are ways of pleasantness and her uh, paths are paths of peace. Pleasantness and peace. Doesn't that sound nice? That's the way of wisdom. God's wisdom. She's a tree of life. Look at that. Verse 18. Life to them that lay hold upon her and happy is everyone that retaineth her. So there's life. And there's happiness and wisdom. Now, we know all of us here, and I'm sure those of you listening, have seen people that are very, very, very wealthy and totally miserable. Totally miserable. In fact, you see people that have fame and fortune and commit suicide, kill themselves. And you'd think, why in the world? They had everything in the world that you could possibly want or, you know, and and everybody knew their name, household name, and yet, you know, kill themselves so unhappy. But wisdom, if you have wisdom, not only do you have length of days and riches and honor, but you have life. And the Bible says happiness. Now, that's glorious, isn't it? Their way, uh, his or wisdom's way, and it refers to her as a she, and I like that, um, is peace. Praise the Lord. And then verse 19, look at this. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. So there's different ways to get your needs met by asking God for wisdom. And I highly recommend if you're struggling or something's wrong in the financial area of your life, ask God for wisdom before you ask him even for money. Because there might be a way out of that that he will make for you that has nothing to do with money. It's amazing how he's done it for me and through the years. And um, sometimes I think we think, oh, if somebody can't hand me a check or send me some money in the mail, then it's just not God. But that's not necessarily true, is it? I remember years ago, just a little example. Years ago, I was wanting to do something for a friend of mine's birthday. And I I was very young, didn't have any money to spend on gifts. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I, this is what I want to get them. And I don't have the money for it. So I would really like for you to supply this need for me to be able to give them this. And uh, I remember thinking, now I'm going to get some money in the mail. I'm going to get somebody's going to walk up and hand me some money. And. The Lord had somebody call me and say, you know, I've got a job that I know you can do for the next three months. You know, you could work it into your schedule and I really need you. (laughs) And I thought, well, here we go. (laughs) Sometimes you got to go to work for it. Amen. But it was perfect timing. I knew exactly that the Lord had sent me that for that period of time to do what I wanted to do for this person's birthday. Amen. So there it was. It might come in a, in a form that you didn't think of, you know, disguised in some other way. But God will do it for you. Amen. He will do it for you if you ask for wisdom. Look at verse 19 again. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. So uh, these are things that we need to talk to him about and let him lead and guide us. Because he is, he is wisdom. He is all wisdom. Now look at Proverbs chapter 4 and we'll look at verse 5. 
Again, exhortation here. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Now, you can't get any clearer than that, can you? Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of thy mouth. Goes on to say, forsake her not, and she will preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Talking about wisdom. Look at verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now, you might underline that in your Bible. When you're talking about the principal thing, you're talking about the, the thing that's most important. The foundation of something. The principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. Now, we're talking about success tonight. So with having good success, wisdom is going to have to be involved in that because wisdom is the one that's going to promote you. Now, I like the uh, amplified in this. If we can put it up on the screen and uh, you can listen as I read it if if you want to. It says the beginning of wisdom. Now, look at wisdom is cap- capitalized. The beginning of wisdom, well, it is in the Bible here. The beginning of wisdom is get wisdom, skillful and godly wisdom, for skillful and godly wisdom is the principal thing. And with all you have gotten, get understanding, which in parentheses is discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. So these things are all part of wisdom and understanding. It's really such you know, I, I don't want to bring the things of God down to common sense, but it is really common sense in there. You know, God's he's got a lot of sense. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes I think we think he's so mysterious and woo, and he's he's not. He's a thinker. Amen. He's a thinker and he's a doer and, and he's he's smart. He's the smartest person you'll ever know. Uh, Mark Hankins says he's a genius. And if you'll listen to him, it'll make you look like a genius, you know, and that's part of this wisdom, this this uh understanding and 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 it it brings all these elements of discernment comprehension and interpretation logical i like that interpretation into your life and i'm telling you it'll make you very popular too because people will say Let's go talk to Marie. She's got a lot of wisdom. <laughs> Let's go talk to Ruby. She's got a lot of wisdom. You know, it will really draw people to you so that you can help them and bless them, uh, which is one more reason to have wisdom. Now, uh, we'll look on down. It says in verse 8, Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor. And when thou do, when you do embrace her, she shall give thine head an ornament of grace. And a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. So there's nothing really negative here about having God's wisdom. Now, I want you to look at Psalm 14. And we're going to look at a couple of more scriptures. And then we'll, like I said, pick this back up because I want to teach on this for the next couple of times that I minister. Um, Psalm 14. And, um, you know, the opposite, of course, wisdom is being foolish. And Psalm 14 says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. There is no God. And, And so what a fool will do is act like, there's not a God, even if they're I mean, I've seen foolish people that have been 
saved. I think at times I've been really foolish. I don't know if, you know, well, I hate to admit that, but it's just the truth. There's been times, you know, that we've acted like a fool, right. acted like God wasn't there or wasn't talking to us or, what, you know, wasn't leading us, or maybe we just didn't listen if he was. But uh, then, you know, the, the consequences of that are not so good. And we've all been there. But we are going to listen to God. Amen. The Bible says, be wise, understanding what the will of the Lord is. So that means we can. We can be wise and we can understand what the will of the Lord is. Here it says, a fool said in his heart, there is no God. Now, in in this uh, King James, you can see there is is italicized, which means it was added by the the liberty of the translators there. So really it says, the fool had said in his heart, no, God. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to tithe. Tithing is, you know, people are so funny trying to explain it away. It's passed away. It's It was Old Testament, on and on and on, which none of that's true. It hasn't passed away, and it's not just Old Testament. But, you know, they'll they'll try to say no to God with the tithe or the offerings. And then, you know, God tells them to bless one of their friends with something. And they'll say, no, I don't really want to give that away. or I don't really want, I don't have time to do that. You know, whatever the excuse is, many times we say no to God. Well, that's simply being foolish. Because it's not just God wanting us to do something because he's picking on us. You know, he's just, you know, sometimes you feel like, well, can't somebody else do something (laughs) besides me? You know, you might feel that way. But God is really trying to bless you because in his system of financial blessing and his system of wisdom, there is always someone else involved in it. It's a giving and receiving Amen. It's what we say, sowing and reaping. You know, I know that's been probably overused, but it's the biblical way is seed time and harvest. And when you sow seeds, you're going to get a harvest. And we want what we want to do is not sow sow foolish seeds by telling God, no, we want to sow wise seeds by doing what God asks us to do, no matter what that is. And he you know, I, I came to the conclusion years ago that whatever he asked me to do, I can do it. He's not going to ask me to do something I can't do. He's going to ask me to give what I have. <laughs> you know, um, I remember years ago uh, I, we had a Gulf Coast convention and uh, a lady came. Her husband was in prison and she had two little boys with her. And uh, between meetings, I was out on the balcony of the hotel looking over the beach, just praying in the Holy Ghost and preparing for the next service. And I saw her and her two little boys walking down the beach. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I want you to pay for their vacation. I want you to invite them back down to Panama City and pay for their vacation. And, of course, my first thought was, I can't do that. I don't have enough money to pay for their vacation. At that time, I hadn't been on vacation in I don't know how long. And the Spirit of God said, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. He he will never ask you to do something that you can't do. Amen. So I went to her after the meeting that day and I said, the spirit of God told me to pray to 
pay for you and your little boy's vacation. And she just started burst. She just burst out in tears. And she said, when I was walking down, and she didn't know I was, saw her. She said, when I was walking down the beach today with them, I said, Lord, I would love to come on vacation here. And just that fast, the Spirit of God answered her prayer and talked to me about it. And so, you know, when you, when you step out and do something like that, like I said, it's such a blessing for you, not just them. Amen. And I'm telling you, he's given me plenty of vacations since then. So it, it works, the sowing a reaping part. Of course, that's not always why we do it. We do it to obey the Lord, but he wants, he has something really good in mind for you. And all parties are blessed. When you're operating in the wisdom of God. Amen. It's not just them that are blessed. All the parties are blessed uh, that participate in God's will. Amen. Are you with me still? Okay. Two, just, well, let's don't get into all that tonight. But I do want to just share one example. I know there's many and we'll get into some of them because I want to stress to you the importance of, uh, and I know many of you know this, but it's good to be reminded, isn't it? To be reminded of, about wisdom and how God brings finances into our life through his wisdom. Uh, Proverbs 31, and we know this woman, this is really uh, the gist of what I wrote my book about, God Loves Women, was Proverbs 31. And that uh, the virtuous woman is a powerful woman, but not just powerful. It does mean rich and wealthy and women of substance. So... Uh, Again, uh, the correlation between wisdom and money is in this chapter as well. Proverbs 31, and look at verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom. She opens her mouth with wisdom. Now, she's opening her mouth with wisdom. That means there's wisdom inside. God has given her wisdom. And I believe that's one reason that she could do all she did for her children, her husband, her life, her finances, her own business that she had here going, and then even stretching her hand out to the poor uh, in verse 20, is by the wisdom of God. Amen? And then, of course, next time we'll talk about Solomon because we know uh, about how he asked God for wisdom and the the correlation of of wisdom and his uh, tremendous wealth. So much so that uh, we see the Queen of Sheba come in with great wealth and and just almost fainted over his wealth. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't like a, somebody off the street that uh, just wandered up in uh, Solomon's home or palace. Uh, this was a queen that was so shocked at all he had and how happy it all was, how happy his servants were. It was uh, a really beautiful scene there that she commented in, and we'll read that next time. But again, the wisdom of God was right there and uh, not only helped Solomon attain all that, but to keep it until he dropped off the wisdom chart there with all his concubines and wives. But, you know, he was going pretty good there for a while, wasn't he? So what can we do? Let me leave you with this. What can we do to get wisdom? Well, James 1, and you can write that down. James 1, 5 says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth liberally and upbraideth not. So let's pray tonight as we 
close this service and let's pray for wisdom. Are you ready? <laughs> let's pray for understanding. Father, we thank you. It is your will for us to walk in wisdom. We thank you, Father. You've made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. And we thank you. It's a part of our lives now that we have it because we're in Christ, that it's available every minute of the day. It's available in the middle of the night when worry or or anxiety comes to us. Your wisdom is right there. And we thank you, Lord, as we ask you, you answer and you direct our paths. You enlighten our eyes, the eyes of our understanding, so that we have the discernment. We have the understanding. We have the interpretation. And we thank you that you guide us and direct our lives, even in in dark places. And we know the world sometimes can be very dark, but your wisdom shines forth in the darkness. It shows us the things that we don't know. And it guides and directs us into a place of prosperity, long life, and a place of peace and happiness, and the happiness of of many others as well. And I thank you, Lord, tonight as we ask for wisdom, each one of us, that you fill us full of your wisdom, that you give it to us liberally. That we have the mind of Christ tonight. Spiritual understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you know, you can customize that prayer to whatever uh, specifics you need wisdom in in your life. Maybe you need uh, wisdom in your marriage or with your children. Um, it, maybe it's not just finances, but it might be any area. God wants to show you what you need to do. And he will. Amen. He will do that. Praise the Lord. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is uh, we've been doing podcasts called Women of Substance. And so we encourage you to go online and listen to that. You can go to my website, scarlethorton.com, and click on Women of Substance. And all the uh, episodes, the interviews come up and talking about wisdom some of these women have served god for many years Uh, some of them are business women some of them are in ministry but they really will encourage you with wisdom from above and help you and i think that's another way to gain wisdom is to listen to wise people so do that go on uh scarlethorton.com and click on women of substance and you can listen to those amen pastor you have anything before we go. All right. Well, God bless you. Come see us on Sunday, 10 a.m. You're dismissed.